Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and I'm by myself today. Uh, got a couple things to catch you everybody up on and talk about some stuff that's going to be happening moving forward. I got some uh, other interviews planned. I just, um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, there, you know, there's a bunch of silliness going on, and we'll kind of sprinkle that in as we move along, but... I just did a, a thing with Burger. Um, they're going to be coming on with either Emil Praslick or Brian Litz for a series of interviews, podcasts, that's going to be working in conjunction with some articles they're going to be putting on Sniper's Hide. So through, you know, kind of everybody looking for things to do offline more so than, you know, in the field or online, I guess, to do online versus being in the field because we're all kind of locked indoors. Um, they're doing a no BSBC series of um, articles and informational things that are going to go a couple ways. So this is going to be really cool for everybody. Uh, I'm going to be posting some articles from Berger regarding ballistics, bullets, different things like that, technologies out there. And then after I post the article up, I'll have uh, either Brian or Emil come on and we'll talk about it, you know, and so we're going to have a series of those and they're going to start, uh, I think April 30th is the first one. So uh, I'm, I think I'm doing five episodes in total with them. So it's a nice little mini campaign thing happening uh, that Burger's putting out. Everybody's looking to think outside the box, right? I mean, on the gun side of things, we're, we're considered essential in some ways, but then traveling around and moving, cas classes, classes, classes are getting, um, you know, canceled all the time. We've canceled a bunch of our classes and we're pushing them off as best we can. And then, um, you know, competitions as well are getting canceled because you can't have more than 50 people or this or that or the other thing. So we're seeing, you know... The, 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 the entire year is basically getting shut down on us. Here we are in April, right? We've been doing this since March, February, whatever. We're going into May, and, and, and you just can't go out and do this stuff. So um, we're working outside the box. I'm still doing some website stuff, um, upgrades and tunes. We had to change a bunch of crap. Uh, uh, you can't see it. It's on the backside, and it's sort of hidden, but I had to change the whole dynamic of the Sniperside website to finish the upgrades that I've been talking about for like two months now. Um, so that's going to be moving forward and we're going to be looking to sprinkle in all these different things for everybody. So I, I think that's pretty cool, you know, that that we're, we're getting a lot of manufacturer support. We're getting a lot of companies reaching out to the hide. Our numbers are getting stupid with everybody staying home. Um, you know, I was kind of looking at things early on and I was running about a 12% increase in uh, traffic, you know, so it was like website traffic was, was notching up, notching up. Well, then like overnight it went to like 20% and, and it's just jumped up exponentially lately. So, you know, with that, if you're a company out there and you want to reach people and you've been shut down um, because of the, uh, the you know, the, the field stuff that's being shut down. Okay, man, come on over. Give me a call to the hide and we'll put some programs together. We're building, we're, we're looking to build campaigns for people that are outside of the box like this burger one. You know, this burger has 
has a, a forum element to it. The you, you know, actually, it's like the blog Snipers Hide front page. There'll be some forum side of it, and then the podcasting side. So I, I think that's kind of a, a neat way to work with these companies to to reach new people. Um, the Prime stuff, Prime all shipped. The group buy is is everybody's getting delivered. Um, it went out in sort of a big process. I want to talk a little bit about that. I, I talked with Jim some, and I, and I probably said, you know, when it's 100% complete and the last round of ammo has hit hit the hit the door of, of the buyer, he should come on and talk to you guys about the moving forward, which we're going to do. I'm currently going to be testing some new prime ammo. Um, he's in a good position now. New calibers, new ammo, new different things is coming out, and and we're working on it. You know, I, I'm I'm out there. He's doing it with other people, um, as well. And then I've got a sprinkling of of some of this new stuff, and 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 we're doing that. So this is giving a lot of people opportunities to sort of tighten up how they're presenting to everybody out there and the different things that are going on. Which it, it, it's super neat, right? You know, it, it's like this. We're, it's turning a bad situation into into something better, and that that's kind of a a good thing. I'm running around like it was funny because I I talked to you guys. So I I'd said I was getting ready for the new year for traveling. I was doing things a little bit different, and in two aspects of that was one, I was changing my Pelican case up. I got this Pelican Air, which doesn't look like a rifle case. It's smaller. And then um, I've gone out in through Mile High. I'm like, well, I got to travel around. I want to do this and do that and carry my equipment, tripods and different things. So I wanted to build a new mobile kind of precision rifle kit. And, and you know, that's just because like... I'm on an airplane about four times a month and I'm bringing my stuff. Sometimes I bring it, sometimes I don't. Most of the time I try to bring a rifle and it's just really a logistics thing. So I'm like, well, how do I, how can I address this? Well, number one, I found this Pelican case at SHOT Show that was smaller. I think it's the 615 Air model. And then I went and uh, I upgraded some of my, my uh, equipment and I'm going to talk about a couple different things uh, in that. The, one of the things that I did is I, with all the AI rifles I have, right, I was supposed to, I was actually already supposed to have been this weekend, this week at Gunsight because AI was going to be having a product release and different things with the SR and the different rifles. So I finally, you know, broke down and said, hey, man, you know what I need? I need an AT. I don't have an AT. I've got a ton of AIs, right? I, I mean, a lot of them. And I did, never had an AT. Had an AE, you know, AWs, AXs, you know, PSRs, blah, 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 but no AT. So with the LE coming out and the ability to upgrade, I said, you know what? An AT with the AX back and the folding stock, and I'm going to go to, you know, I talked to uh, Scott and everybody at AI at SHOT Show, and, you know, they, they have the, the MC, right? So you have the AXMC, which is your long action um, you know, 308, 300, 338. That was discontinued and is being replaced by the ASR model, which is becoming the AXSR. Okay, so all these all these acronyms, right? You know. So then they took the MC and they turned it into an LE, which is actually a really shit hot 
version of the MC. It's machine different. It's got the Arca stuff built in. It, it's a really, really cool system. And it's designed, the LE programs are designed around law enforcement, right? So the blue gun Glock and the whole thing. When you're as big an LE supporter as Accuracy International is and Mile High because they're the distributor level, the LE likes sort of like special pricing rifles for them and all that. So there was, I guess, some drama at SHOT Show and I missed a bunch of it because I wasn't included. Um that they did a video from SHOT Show through Vickers and a bunch of things with the LEs. And people were like, you know, the AXLEs, bullshit. You know, blue guns, we don't like it. Why do we do this? Why are we doing that? And it's like, yeah, because the LE, LE I mean, look at look at service industry right now, man. Okay, look at the, the doctors, nurses, law enforcement, all that stuff that are out there in this pandemic. You got to give back. You know what I mean? You got to be able to say that these guys are on the street risking their families, you know, going out and interacting with the public. And, and you know, they do they do kind of a thankless job. So, you know, through these programs, Glock Blue Gun, SIG has theirs, this, you know, all these programs that are LE specific, it's not anything against the civilian side of the market. With the AI, you could still get the A-T-L-E, you know, and this is what I did, okay, so I was just going to get an L-E version, the marked L-E, so when I talked to to Scott and them, I'm like, hey, you know, I want an A-T-L-E, if I'm going to do an A-T, I want the L-E, and so they were going to do that, well, then as I came in, you know, to get it, that they're like, hey, we're going to do this different, because you guys can get them, and there's a process for that, and I'm and I'm going to kind of give you the shortcut here. So what I did is go to Mile High, and I ordered an AT fixed stock. Okay, like basically you want to get the cheapest bare bone model AT, the least amount of money. Okay, then you get the 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 AX butt stock upgrade. Well. That comes with the hinge to make it a folder. So what happens is, is they, they take the fixed stock, heat it up, take it apart. Then they put the AX stock on it. And what that does is saves you roughly $500 in cost. So it's bringing the price down. It's not the exact same price as the ATLE, but... It brings it in a line because the butt stock upgrade is $900 normally. So if you just have a regular AT at your house right now and you want to upgrade it to the AX butt stock, you can, but it's a $900 upgrade. However, if you want to go in that direction and then you go and order the, um, the fixed version, you save enough money that it's really only like a $400 upgrade. You know, there's a little bit here and there and, and, and all that, but I ended up doing that. So I got my AT LE version. Just all it is is mine's an AT with an AX back. Uh, 6.5 Creed is what I did, and I actually have a UK barrel for that. The UK barrels are great. Put my Thunderbeast, uh, you know, CB on there, and, and now I'm going to be able to put my Thunderbeast... Uh, Ultra 7, I got to think which one I was putting out. Uh, yeah, my Ultra 7's going on it. So I, I created this whole kit. Now, 
my really right stuff tripod fits, dropped it straight in, 29 inch um, overall length, drops straight into this Pelican case. On the other side, I can fold up and now, actually, the barrel I have, because I have a longer barrel, I think I got 26, so I'm going to actually take the barrel off. But if I went like a 20-inch or shorter barrel, which I could easily do, it'll fit in that Pelican folded. In the long version that I have with the suppressor and everything, barrel will come off and just go alongside the rifle. But it's going to give me a airline air kit pelican case that's going to hold my tripod my spotter my accessories my rifle in a smaller folded package this is really no bigger than my um offspray you know travel bag because normally i have a bigger offspray clothing i have the um it, it, it's the roller but it looks like a, a pack i forget what they call it now i'm gonna space on it but anyway i have kind of a bigger bag for my clothing because I end up putting my tripod spotter and my equipment in there with my clothes. So it's a pretty big bag. And then if you have a rifle case with you, so now you got like a full-size bag for, for airline with your clothes in it and your uh, tripod and all that stuff. Then I have my full-size rifle case. Actually, I use a carbine one because I fold the stock anyway. So I have like a 36-inch case. Well, this case is only like a 29, so 30. So I'm losing six inches in the overall length from a carbine case. So I'm even shorter than a carbine case. I'm just fatter. So when I fold the rifles and put it in, even with the scope on it, it fits because it's deeper. And it doesn't look like a rifle case, you know. So um, it's locked. It's got the adjustments. And it's an airline case. It's a, it's a Pelican Air, so it's meant for travel. So it checks all those boxes. And now I can put everything, spotter, tripod, rifle, rear bags, soft bags, whatever I want in the Pelican. I can go to a smaller clothing bag if I want. I mean, heck, I could probably even put it in my backpack clothes-wise because, you know, you check those bags for the airline because it's got all these things you can't bring on. But, I mean, you can actually go in another direction if you wanted to and, and just carry on certain things, you know. Um, I, I tend to like not worrying about it, and so I just check it. But um, it's going to allow me to adjust, travel lighter, travel quicker, travel smaller, and, and not flag as having rifle stuff to that degree, even though they'll still flag me. I mean, when you go to the airline, they know I have a rifle when I fly. So like when I go up to Alaska with a rifle, when I go to leave – I can't go to the kiosk. As soon as I put my ID in the kiosk, the red light will go off and say, no, you can't do this because they know I have a rifle. And they're like, you got to come back with your rifle and, and do it that way. So, you know, that's what I'm doing. But anyway, um, I, so I'm putting all that together, creating my AT in the platform, can put my tripod and stuff. And, you know, all these things will then go into the case. But building the ATLE... It's, it's not, you know, if you do, you could do it smart. I mean, if you already have the rifle, you can upgrade it. That's one path. But if you want to go in that direction with the AX back, get the fixed. And normally under, um, under everyday circumstances, they can't really give away a fixed, you know, everybody wants folders and this, and they want to kind of go crazy on the specs. But if you get the fixed version, 
I mean, even pick a bad color, man, and change the skins. Because sometimes if you say, hey, I want that color nobody wants, it might be a black one. And, you know, then I'm going to upgrade it and do all this and, and that. And you save some money. So don't be offended by an ATLE. You can get an ATLE. You don't have to be law enforcement to get it. You could just build it. Yes, it's a little bit more of money for an upgrade versus what they're paying for it. But that's the thank you to our, you know, law enforcement and, and guys like that. I mean, you, you, these things happen every day. This is not something new. This is not something unique. This is, this is based off a model that's been out there for years. Okay. The blue gun model. So, uh, I wanted to kind of, you know, clarify some of that because I, I heard about it after the fact and I didn't realize through shot show, there was a bunch of drama around the announcement that there was an LE version that was for LE only at that price point. You know, but I, like I said, that's that's a fact of life, guys. I mean, don't don't get all all wrapped around the curve with that stuff. Um, you know, so the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I, and this is pretty funny, kind of getting in the middle here, the reticles. So I, I mentioned it a little bit with the everyday Jeremy, and and just a kind of side note here in the center. <laughs> so my Podbean app kind of screwed up on my phone, and. I hadn't been getting any notifications like the app is in a weird spot, probably needs an upgrade. Um, we have no control over the app, the listening, the experience with the app. So guys will always post, hey, the app's screwing up. The app did this and I don't play right and it shows six hours and it does. You know, you guys got a, a like a laundry list over over the, the months of things that happen. Yes, that's what happens. Uh, I have no control over that. We, we're, we're, we're kind of along for the ride, the same as you. The app is not working for me, the same as it's probably not working for somebody else out there. I get it. Um, but, you know, we're, we're, it's still working, so I missed my point. I missed a lot of your um, responses because I wasn't getting any feedback. I didn't even think people were responding to, like, the last four podcasts. I'm like, fuck, nobody's saying anything. But you were, and I appreciate that, and I did miss it, so sorry for not kind of following up and talking about it, but I will catch up with you guys. I think the interviews have really helped. You guys seem to be enjoying the interviews. I got more interviews coming. Um, you know, it's a nice time to get somebody on the phone, and, and, and the, the benefit is, is I can talk to them during the middle of the day. You know, so it's, it works out for everybody, especially with families, kids, different things that they're doing, you know, so it, it works out for all of us that, that I'm able to do that. But I do apologize for missing a lot of the uh, feedback that I was getting off the app. I, I wasn't seeing it. Uh, I, I've had my kind of head in with the computer. We're still doing work on the website. You know, we're still doing some other things and, and I'm trying to catch up the, the book. Um, another follow-up here. The the book is coming out. There was a hiccup. So um, with my book through Gun Digest, guys pre-ordered, and then some pre-orders for Kindle got canceled. It, it, it is coming out. There is, I know Amazon rep responded to somebody saying it was canceled. No, it wasn't. All that happened is with all these delays, um, part of the, the the book delays were my fault because I was kind of putting my thumb on some things and being hard-headed and like, I don't want, no, I want to change this. And they're like, no, it's too late to change it. I'm like, what do you mean it's too late? I want to change it. 
and they're, they're like, no. Nah. So that so that slowed us down a little bit. But um, because in the beginning of the year they they had to go to Amazon and, and secure the locations when it hit a date range for the Kindle and it didn't hit the shelves, Amazon canceled it. We didn't. They did. Um, but the book is coming out. The book's moving forward. Everything's going on. Um, no drama there. So uh, that is happening. If you did have a pre-order and it was canceled, it was really just a date range hiccup where Amazon system said, it, it, you know, you went one day too many uh, in pre-order ended. So it, it'll come back around and all that. But I appreciate everybody who has been doing the pre-orders. Um, I know Gun Digest is really happy about it. They've looked at all the pre-orders. They, you know, they turned around and they were kind of like, oh, yeah, the book, whatever. And then when they saw some of these pre-orders, they called me up the other day and they're like, hey, we need to do things. People are buying your book and it's not even out yet. And I'm like, well, no shit. And, um, you know, so uh, we, we are moving on that front. And that is it, it. It'll probably be out within the next week. So um, if you're listening, if you're looking at it, if you go in Amazon, type in my name, just put Frank Galley and it'll come up. Um, and, and, and you'll be able to see it pre-order. There is a Kindle version and then there's a soft copy version, um, that is doing and stuff. So, uh, that is out there and that is happening. But as many of you saw, this is, this is kind of, kind of funny, um, that I got pinged on the back in, 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 so the, we, we've talked about with the Leopold stuff. So Mike went really hot and heavy and he was talking with the Leopold, uh, HD five, right? The Mark five there in, in, uh, in that scope. And, you know, there's been some, well, Frank doesn't like this and Frank doesn't, well, yeah, dude, it's every, every optic is different. And, and from the beginning running that Leopold Mark five and seeing it and using it, it's, it's had really good results. No drama. You know, we're not talking Mark fours from 1996. We're talking the latest and greatest different, different contexts. So, you know, the Army puts out the solicitation, a bunch of scopes come through, and you know, the, the, the Leopold shined. It worked. I saw some of the head-to-head. I saw some of the stuff. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do, and it, it won fair and square. It wasn't like a thing, but there is still a logistics element. There's still all these elements. Well, then, after saying, well, the Army picked the Leopold, 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 after saying that, well, then... You know, everybody's trying to figure out the reticle that they're using. And the Army has a proprietary reticle. So it hadn't been out publicly. People know it's a Tremor variant. and, and Or not a Tremor, but a Horus variant. It doesn't have the wind dots and stuff. Um, it's a Horus H-59 variant. They, they did some modification to it. And the Army said... Well, we like this, but we don't want that. And then, like, the Tremor has the rapid target engagement, and they pulled that and changed it, cut the numbers in half. So, finally, as all this discussion's going and things are moving forward, I get pinged, and it's like, hey, man, you want to see what the reticle looks like? It's like, sure, I'll take a look. And they're like, here's the reticle. And I'm like, can you share it? And they're like, yeah, it's, you know, it's. Ours, proprietary, we're never going to sell it to the civilian world. You will never get it. So we're never going to sell it to the civilian community. But here it is. And then when I post it on Facebook, it goes crazy viral. It's just nuts. And 
I hate it. It's a scream. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm not personally a Horace fan. Okay, I, I'll talk a little bit about reticles and what I look forward to in a reticle. And the fact is, I, I actually just sent my uh, zero compromise back to Jeff, uh, my 5 to 27, to put the new Impact 3 reticle in. So I want to talk about sort of that Army reticle versus the zero compromise Impact 3. Because I, I think there's some things like... The holdover reticles, now understand something. Holdover reticles will only work to your advantage that way if you can see the splash to follow it up. Okay, now you can hold and use it when you run out, but I mean, let's face it, a lot of these scopes have a metric ton of elevation. You can dial them. Okay, now whether dialing versus holding, and, and I'll go into my philosophy on that, is you know, what do you want to do? Well, I look at that dialing versus holding as a speed component, okay? Given time and opportunity, yes, I, okay, number one, all of these reticles, all these reticles we're talking about are mills. We know mills work. A grid system is nothing new. There is prior art. If somebody wanted to kind of go push back against Horus, there's prior art for mills in a holdover reticle that go back to World War One and Two anti-aircraft iron sights. Those spider web reticles, those circles with the with the the you know the patterns in there, those are mills. Okay, anti-aircraft guns are considered artillery. Artillery uses mills. Okay, so now when you're trying to hold on a moving aircraft, you use that grid as a lead. Okay, it's it's a holdover to use different quadrants. Okay, go in this quadrant, that quadrant, you can lead them and do all these different things. So that's a mill-based holdover reticle in an iron sight. Okay, those old aircraft stuff. So there is prior art. It's been going on forever. It's nothing new. So we, we get that out of the way. So now we want to look at a reticle in our physiology. Why did they pick a crosshair? Well, kind of X marks the spot, right? Why a crosshair? Well, because our eye, it, our brain is drawn to defined intersections like that. Putting a cross, putting an X over something with nothing around it in a way, just talking duplex right now, draws your eye to that center point, okay? It focuses your attention there. If... You put a grid there, your eye then just goes, okay, what do you want me to look at? Sometimes in certain reticle designs, and this is cool because this is going to, this is like three parts here. In certain reticle designs, your eye is drawn into one thing or another, towards one direction or another, Okay. And as an example of this, somebody posted on Sniper's Hide, and, and the topic, if you want to go look it up, if you go into Sniper's Hide search engine, in the forum, it's called Serious Question, and it's in the optics area. And the question was, 
Why do people dislike the Arkin optic? The Arkin was that $500 low-cost optic that had an had a open center reticle with dots in, in all these things with a little bit of Christmas tree. But the Arkin $500 scope had, a, had one reticle. And the Zero Compromise has the, the Impact 3 in it. It's still an open center with a little dot. But the Arkin had one mil open center. With just four tiny dots for two, four, six, eight, and then the mill. So it's hollow in the middle, but just a tiny pin dot. So somebody said, well, why is this one good and this one bad? Now, I happen to have shot both. Okay, I've used both. So I can tell you how they worked in the field. Okay, with the Arkin. That open center in the way it was, you lose those tiny dots. So then you have a one mil open middle versus sort of a two tenths, three tenths, four tenths, however you want to look. Basically, quarter less in the zero compromise. Your normal open, you know, center dot, open dot, whatever you want to call it, reticle that are out there. Most of the reticles that have the dot in the middle have about that two tenths around it that are hollow. This one had a mill around it that was hollow. And that's where these tiny, I mean, again, dude, this is, this is like 10%. 10% for us is huge. If I told you I had a new bullet out there that gave you a 10% improvement over the other one, that would be big. If I said I'm going to give you 10% more velocity with this customs fancy barrel, that's big. If I told you I'm going to give you 10% difference over here, that's big for what we do because we're talking precision and accuracy. 10% is a number we deal with, okay? If, if I have a 10% angle, I have to start thinking about it, right? So that's where I'm going with this. So when you're using these reticles, how your brain interprets it, how your eyes drawn to it. Now, and this is subjective. This is different for everybody out there, but there are some big universal truths. Like our brain does not really like a grid. Okay. So given time and opportunity, yeah, you could do a lot, right? I, if I got time and opportunity and I'm 800 yards away from something, could hold, I could dial, I could fine tune, I could take my time, I could do a lot of things. I'm 800 yards away from someone. And this goes back to when we were teaching military classes, right? 800 yards, I'm safe. If I had to call artillery on you, I can do it. Whatever I need to do, I should be in a secure position as a sniper. I should be hidden, I should be fine, and I should be able to take care of you. Now, if you start getting 600 and in, now we start talking personal danger space, and I've mentioned this a lot. That's where holds come into play because I now want to be quicker than the other guy because we're starting to put each other on an equal footing inside 600 yards, okay? So now I have to be faster than you. I need to range you quicker and then put a target or put a round on you quicker, and then if I miss, I need to follow up faster than you so I win the fight, okay? After that, you know, we should be on unequal ground. I should have the advantage. My equipment's better. All these other things are going on. And, you know, 
now the, the playing field is in my favor more so than the other guy. But inside 600, that's speed. That's timing, right? That's a lot of different elements. But they've taken that because they're sold that, hey, man, just shoot, shoot your 308 to a mile. You know, it's that mindset. It's the same mindset that convinced them they can shoot their 308 to a mile effectively, which, okay, you know, we all know it'll get there, but what is it doing when it gets there? Okay, number one, you have no control over its accuracy. You're happy to get the hit. Number two, you've just taken a 308 and turned it into a really bad 9 millimeter. Okay, so is it going to get through body armor? Is it going to, if you catch somebody, is it, is it just going to annoy them? Is it going to tell them you're there? Why would I tell the bad guy where I am that far away unnecessarily? If I'm going to basically tell them somebody's in their area of operation, I better be dropping something big on them and not a fucking 308 round at a mile. You know what I'm saying? I better be bringing the fucking heat in if I'm going to um, I'm going to expose myself in any way shape or form because what's going to come back at me? An artillery round or a tank round? You know, something bigger than what I'm shooting probably. You know, th- this is that tactics and mindset and why certain people shouldn't be in the tactics business. But the thing is now with talking with some of the guys in the harassment fire, yeah, you can give accurate harassment fire if there's such a thing. You know what I mean? And there is. We know there is. It's, it's, it's basically, you know, if I want to change y- y- uh, your direction, I want to change your focus. If, if you're doing something to somebody over there and I can throw harassing fire at you, I'm going to open up the fucking door for them. By distracting you. That's 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 a tactic. That's a mindset. Okay, cool. That'll work. Or can I get artillery or something on you? Because I got a radio. I got equipment. And, you know, like when I went to, when I was in stay and sniper, I went to more than one forward observer school. I carried a radio for a reason. So there's that. But the reticle wise now, and I'm going to go back to like the tremor and the Valkyrie. So I shot, the, we found, like me shooting that Valkyrie to a mile. I shot at 1,500 in the one video, 1,550. Then we shot a mile. Then we shot 2,100, right? You can't see the splash through the grid. I had to move the grid out of the way. Now, luckily, I have enough time and opportunity because the time of flight is so long. I have to move it out of the way to see it. Every shot I took, if you go back and watch those videos, I'm actually sliding that grid out of the way. In, in my opinion, the, the, the grid reticles are a training tool. They're the lowest common denominator. Okay, They do have value, they do have function, but that function is for speed inside a specific range where I need it. Or I use it outside that range, like if I have to ELR it and I run out of elevation, okay? There's, there's those two ends of the spectrum. I can, I can use it when I don't have anything else to use or I can use it quickly inside. But there's that area in between that I want to be a little bit more focused. And the way I look at it and kind of a reasoning I would say is who's won an F-class match holding over 100%, no dialing. 
I don't know of anyone who, who's talked about it. Maybe somebody will go out and do it, but I don't know anybody who shot a thousand yard F class or who did bench rest. Take, take a 600 yard bench rest and just hold. Could you do it? I'd be interested to see it happen, you know, but it, it doesn't. And, and so that's kind of where I'm coming from is precision and accuracy versus speed and opportunity. Okay. Minute a man versus headshot. So I got it, you know, 20 by 40 or a six by nine. Yeah, I could do 20 by 40s all day with this. And that's the purpose. That's why they made it like that. 20 by 40 targets, not six by nines at your head. You know what I'm saying? So these are these elements of reticles that why? Now, if you look at that new Zico reticle, it's got the hollow dots down by the grid and the other dots sort of are there, but they're not really blocking the view. Is much. They're really, really subdued. Vortex did the same thing with the EBR reticles. Vortex holdover reticles do a really good job of minimizing those points. And those reference points can work, you know, and they do. I'm not saying they don't. Don't put words in my mouth. They, they absolutely work, but I need to see through them. And in some reticles, that 10% too much grid too thick a grid, too heavy a dot can, can kind of create an impasse with my brain. I, if I have to hold with a plain mill dot scope, and I, we've done this forever, that's where moving chaos came from, from rifles only. And, and, and we talked about that, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to center hold on a target. And if I know I have to hold four mils up, I'm going to slide four mils up or... How about this? I know at that four mil mark, I'm going to need a mil and a half of wind maybe. Well, how about if I go on the target and I slide over to a mil and a half and then I just slide up until I'm in line or close there to the, to the four mil mark. On a minute a man target, he's probably going to be bigger than a mil tall. So you have that fudge factor to get the hit. You know what I mean? Even if you're a little imprecise, you're still going to be within the target size. You're still going to be there. And that's kind of what that was designed for. Again, inside your danger space, quick speed, slide up over. Now, if you know, hey, I got a grid radical, well, I can go right. I can go, okay, I got to go line four and then I'm going to move over and now I have a wind dot. But one of the things I like that they did, and I talked with Jeff about this with the, with the impact reticle, the heavy grid doesn't really start until two mils down, the bigger grid, because you don't need the wind. You know what I mean? If you're holding one mil over on a target, why do I need three mils of grid in windage? One mil's 300 yards, 0.3 on a friggin', you know, whatever mile an hour gun you have. It's going to be nothing. Your wind hold is probably going to be on the target. So why do I need all that extra space to clutter up the grid? I can leave the center, the X, open. 
because I'm not going to start getting, a, a, you know, more than a mil of grid until that two mil mark. I could put a reference there that kind of doesn't grid me up. But look at some of the grids. Look at a grid that starts just slammed against that horizontal crosshair versus a grid that's dropped down a little bit, that opens up that center. That, to me, is helps to draw the eye into where you need. It gives you that, 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 that center starting point. I'm starting from the middle, and now I got to work my way down. And then I can count it. You know what I mean? There's references. There's numbers. There's a lot of different things going on there. But there's really no reason between one and two mils below the center to have too much grid. We won't, you don't need it. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. And you're not holding out in space. Plus, it's so close to that horizontal line, your, your point twos are right there. It's easy to kind of go, okay, I'm in line with it. Yeah, it's right there. Okay, I'm right here. Yep, it's right there. It's not that hard. And you're not in space. You have two areas of reference. You have a left side, right side, top and bottom. You're, you're, you have places to reference it. And, and trust me, we've done it, done it, done it, done it over and over and over again. That moving chaos was the mover at four, then two, three, five, fifty. That's your personal danger space in there. So that's using, we did, we did it with P3 mil dot plain old dot radicals with the Leopold Mark IVs and the other thing for the military for years. In, I mean, guys were nailing all these targets in under a minute, you know, in seconds. That 22nd, whatever, I forget what the, the record was on a moving chaos. Um, so it's, it's mover, two, three, five, mover. And guys can do it like that quick using these different things but you're inside that danger space you know it, it it's it's uh i don't know but I, I i just thought the drama on the reticles reticles are the key man a reticle should speak to you it's your brain it has to come it has to be logical for your brain everybody's different right some people enjoy a horse some people work with it and go do it and they like that some people, and, and I know guys like, you know, a lot of guys talk about Lindy and things from Rifles Only and Lindy still works down there. Lindy started out on a red horse and then he got away from it when he found it started getting in the way. The more advanced he got, the better he, he, he was moving around that reticle, the less he wanted because you want to see, right? There's an observation element to follow up. And so he's like Lisa too. Lisa started out on a Horace. Lisa was a whiz on the Horace. That's what she learned on. But then as you start to get, you know, more comfortable with it, you go, yeah, I don't need all that in my way. I got it now. Now you can kind of just look at any normal reticle and you see the grid in your head because you can overlay it in your mind. You know those lines extend, Right. If you take a, just a plain cross here with subtensions on it, just take a Gen 2 mil dot. A gen, you know, one mil, half mil, one mil, half mil, one mil, half mil. Those lines extend and create an invisible grid. If you picture that in your mind's eye that you have an invisible grid, you're never, ever, ever out in space. It works, but you have to have a, a, a process. And like I said, I tend to slide over, slide up. You know, so I'll slide over with my wind, I'll slide up with my hold, and then I'll fire. So it's like, because the wind, WTF. 
first thing in my brain, I need this much wind, slide over. Okay, now I need to hold the target this far, slide up. Boom, fire. It's that quick. I don't have to go and diagnose and say, and then I, it's, it's easier because there's less in my way. Is that line four or is that line five? Is that line four or line three? Am I using point two? If you start putting too much in there, now you got to start counting things. How many ticks am I over? But if you only have a couple of them, it's less to count, less to think about, less to worry about, right? So that's where I, I kind of went with with that. And, and anyway, that that's it, it's it's interesting to me, sort of the, the 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 stuff with the reticles, and I get it. There was a photograph, and this is a key point. Okay, so there's a photograph of the army reticle in use that I posted. In it's like the if you look at the zero compromise, there's a photograph from that. And if you put it alongside the army reticle with the, the sort of Horus side at the bottom, there was the, the, the person pictured the blue sky. So the reticle's up in the sky, but down below there was trees and houses. Okay? When you look at that area, you the reticle starts to disappear in the clutter. The noise of colors, there's blacks and grays and greens and browns and yellows and all these colors and everything's mixed in. And in between this vegetation, now you put these fine lines in there of a grid. It starts to disappear. So one of the keys is like if I'm in a jungle and I've been to the Philippines and different places and Okinawa and the jungles and all that crap there, it's fucking hard to see shit in that stuff. I want illumination to turn on well with a lot of those horse and grid radicals they don't illuminate the whole thing they only illuminate a certain element of it but if i can turn that reticle on just a little bit i can then get that focus for my brain and i can like stand out from that noise and it is noise that you're trying to basically so you, you got a snowy TV and then you got a grid and you're trying to put the two together and you're trying to pull the grid out from the snowy TV. But if I can, you know, so snowy TVs kind of got that white and blacks and blues and things. So the snow is black and white in a way. Well, the grid's black. So now you get this scatter effect. But if I could turn it on red, now it stands out. But if I got no illumination to turn it on to the grid doesn't stand out anymore. You know what I'm saying? So there's this 10% difference. There's these small little factors that I think should be considered. It's all good in the desert, man. I get it. If I'm if I'm looking over something and I'm up on a hillside and there's, you know, dirt and this and that and very little vegetation and you know, somebody's cutting through and I toss a shot at them and dirt pops up and I can see it. Great. Adjust, see the dirt, slide over, bang. But if I can't see it, what do you do next? That's where people get vapor lock. They freeze up. What do I do next? We'll do something different because that didn't work. But what do you do different? So now you got to start interpreting what you're looking at. And because you kind of went to the radical first, and and now you got to kind of reprocess. Okay, I'm holding this. But if you dialed it and you went on, well, now you already know. It's, it's visualized for you where you're at. Well, my trajectory should look like this versus your brain going line four. 
instead of your brain going, my trajectory looks and I need to recognize. I'm picturing that entire movement from the bullet to the target. Where I know in, in, in through other people, all they're looking at is the reticle and the number. And when the results don't match what their brain thinks it should, then it, 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 it starts going into the damage control mode. More so than a correct correction mode. You know what I mean? And, and it's a learning thing. It takes practice. It takes time. You have to learn just as much with anything else. It's an equal amount of effort in a way for an unequal result is how I see it. In context, they work great. Inside 600 meter. Okay? Or in ELR when I'm out. I need that, I got it, and I have a finder. But nobody's shooting back at me, really. You know what I mean? I'm not in any real danger in an ELR concept. I'm, doing, I'm using it because I have no choice. I'm out of elevation in my scope. So now I'm using the reticle. But I can take my time because most of that stuff's admin-ish. Most of that's slow, methodical, line everything up, get it all going. But then, you know, I've talked about in the past... That heavy movement within the reticle, compromising natural point of aim, doing a bunch of different stuff. Basically, when all your fundamentals are the most critical in certain ELR situations, you're using the sloppiest technique out there. And, and that's all that additional movement. Or, you know, I mean, think about it. Get behind your rifle. You guys are sitting home doing nothing. Line your rifle up, get in your garage, put your door up just a little bit so nobody could see you and, and hold center on something and, and, and do some dry fires and hold center. Then hold center, do some dry fires and then hold the bottom of the reticle and look at, look at the movement and, and feel the rifle on your body with the hold and tell me, post in the comments, if you see and feel a separation between you and the rifle. Tell me if you feel that. So if it's critical and we're creating separation, maybe that 10% versus inside where if you're only holding two or three mil, do a, do a two mil hold, do a six mil hold, do an eight or 10 mil hold. Two, six, eight, 10, something like that. And, and, and see the difference in the feel behind the rifle. Just put it out there. If I'm wrong and you don't feel anything, post it. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm happy to hear it. You know what I mean? But I tend to think you're going to see there's a compromise there. It's small, but there's a compromise there. And it's a compromise in the most critical time. You don't see it. A two mil hold, dude, a 400-yard target. Minute a man inside a street, you know, because average in, in, in cities and stuff like that, if you're really pushing it out, 400 is pretty good. You can get away with a ton. We can get away all day, and that's the point. I could be faster. I could be a little compromised. I could be quicker on the trigger and still give me a hit, still get in the zone and take it out what I have to. That's the, but can you do it without a grid? Yes. You can. No, I just think it's it's interesting. I, I'm not, 
against the grid. Like I said, I like the zero compromise and what they did with it. If you look at that reticle and look at it, I mean, there's animals in the picture that they have. There's terrain in the picture. There's dirt. It's not in blue sky. It's at a target. Look at that and then compare it to sort of the army post that I put up in that uh, picture. And, and look at the reticle with terrain and trees and houses and then look at the reticle in the zero compromise. Where if you're holding down in the grid, it might take you a little bit longer to pick out that fine, fine dot on the Z compromise. It's there. You could see it, but it's not blocking your view. And if it takes you a half a second longer to find it down at the bottom of the reticle, okay, you're far enough away. The rest of it, you're probably not going to be that far off the center of the reticle anyway, especially with the wind cheater calibers we're using today. You know, you, you have an argument on a 308 side that you need a little bit more, but with most guys out there, and, I, and I'm not talking military now, I'm talking the general public with the 6.5 Creeds, they're not holding as much wind as they used to. You know what I mean? And, and those situations come up a little more infrequently where you're shooting that far, that long, and you're going to want to be in the grid. I want to dial myself back to the center. That's the sweet spot of the scope. Guys, hope you're having a good, staying safe, the whole thing going on out there. I mean, that the, the, it's it, it, there's a lot happening, man. I mean, this is the time to make sure all your stuff is in thing. This is the time to practice. This is the time to look at that stuff. Go down there, get on your belly, dry fire it up, and play with these things. Go into the hide, go into the forum, and, and, and talk about it. Hey, man, go into the stupid marksmanship section and come in and say, hey, man, you know, I'm doing this, doing that, doing the other thing. You, you know, I would almost in a way to, and I've talked about this in the past, if you're going to go out there and do this stuff and, and you want to practice it, medium gray your plates. Okay, medium gray paint your plates. Don't make them white. Don't waterline them. If you're going to go out and play the holdover game a little bit, medium gray them up and then see what it looks like and then go maybe if you have another scope that's not a holdover with a reticle that illuminates all the way look at an illumination on a medium gray and then look at that medium gray is nice because you could almost tell you hit but at the same time you don't see the splash it's like the same color as the splash and so i would kind of put up a bunch of medium gray targets and start dancing the reticle that way and looking at it you know, and, and just playing that stuff. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting. Sorry I've missed the comments. Like I said, my app's kind of in a funky place right now. But we really appreciate it. We hope you're out there staying safe. You're wearing your masks and doing the thing. Masks make my glasses fog up. It's like, ah, eat blah. But we got good masks and stuff like that. Hopefully, this stuff's going to be reopening. I talk about some of the classes and stuff. We, we're still going forward with certain classes from sort of the June and beyond. I think we're going to do May in, in, in Alaska still. I believe Alaska's opening up like the week before our class. So according to Mark and myself and what we're doing, we're still a go for you Alaska guys. We should be up there. I, I You know, in a way, I'm just making sure they don't want to try to quarantine me from coming out of state or something stupid like that. But uh, for sure, um, we're going to be up there. And then June forward, we should be all set. You know, um, from June forward, I'm I'm hoping we 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 turn back on. Uh, so we're looking at that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for being part. Over eleven thousand subscribers. Over a million downloads. You guys are in the right place, man. Cheers.